Hey guys, before we start out, I want to say that the long shot after this episode is going to take a month or so break to go back to our usual podcast shenanigans. But don't worry, we're going to return after that month or so to bring you the finale of the long shot. Trust me, it's going to be pretty awesome. Anyway, here's a list of some of our Patreon listeners. Jamie Denholm, Ethan Ferguson, Thran Duel, HP Lovecraft Live, Luke Trim, Jonah Levine, Sekana Gowdy, David Alber, Maddie P, and Kevin Lovecraft. Thanks for helping these players stave off a helping hand. After defeating the echoes of their past battles, the travelers must now face off against a rather handy foe. And yeah, we're heading back towards the door, Jesus, with our where our floaty head friend is, or as David calls it, Nightmare Creature. You go towards that door, you see Nightmare Creature, and it looks at you. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Um, what's in the tube? Is that it? Is it dead in there, or is it there's still something part of it still living? It is not exactly alive. It, it, it was a small part of it. You just dissipated it, but the main entity is still whole. Great, great. Um, is there anything that you could offer us um, that might help us continue this journey? I'm guessing that's not the only bad thing here. Is there anything known as... Oh, I pull out one of my ciphers and hold it up like this. Can we dig around here? And I point towards all the rust. Well, I am not aware of any further problems ahead, except for the Guardian. Perhaps you could grab something. Maybe guardian. Look around... Ah, the guardian of the facility of the Latos. Can uh, we disengage that somehow? Could we turn that off? I do not have. Only Latos can order it. Can we somehow get a badge that says that we, we're fine? No, as mm. Latos. I am not Latos. I do not have the qualifications to give you such a badge. I can, however, give you... Let's roll for an artifact. Ooh, artifact. <laughs> time machine. Time machine. <laughs> time machine. Time, time machine. <laughs> Can we just go back in time so I could watch myself? Four nat twenties in a time machine. <laughs> That's like Jesus's literal worst nightmare. <laughs> four nat twenties in a time <laughs> machine. <laughs> All right, roll a d six and then roll a d d hundred for me, please. All right, so I'm rolling a d six. Three. Rolling a d one hundred. Forty four. Logic spike. Oh, we've had this before. That's mm, eh, boring then. Roll again. Uh, just the D100? D6 and then D100, yep. Right. Logic spike, I think that's uh, what we got. Cohen 2 yep. and a 49. A logic spike. That's just the frosty vampire from from Buffy, but he's like hardcore atheist and kind of a dick. <laughs> Let's see. Ah, uh, data armor. Interesting. I like this sound. No, <laughs> no knowledge can penetrate this armor. You, you read nothing. Understand? Holy none. shit! Oh no! Don't. Is this going to be another artifact from Maral? I think she just has like eight of them strapped when to her body. Place just under the ear. Tiny prongs sprout from the disc to anchor in its flat in the flesh. The device reinforces the user's mind with any information stream from the data sphere. The device adds one to her intellect edge. Oh fuck yeah! 
I'll take Fuck it. Fuck yes. <laughs> yeah, that sounds. Dope. You see the entity look. You see uh, the entity look. Look into the pile of dirt with his arms. Mm, some it was ah, and he takes out uh, what looks like a small cube, and he seems to hold it, and it glows, and it shrinks down into what looks like a small scarab, bluish scarab. What does it do? It uh, enhances one's mental capabilities. I look towards Cohen and I look towards Morale and I hold it up. Who wants the scarab? Cohen kind of holds up his hands like, nope, not me. Oh, that's right. Cohen doesn't do technology. I'm sorry, I don't do technology. (laughs) Now, if it was a slug, that would be all about that. Or actually a scarab that he could eat. (laughs) Yeah. If I, I could get made of scarab crystal, wings. I'm pretty sure that thing won't touch mm-hmm. me anyway. Well, I'm kind of intro scarab. Oh no, the the mummy freaks me out. <laughs> yeah. Like all all those movies just freak yep. me out. Morale, make room for another artifact. <laughs> you you get like eight of them. I'm gonna hand you the damn artifact. Yep. All right, Morale's gonna put it on. Okay. Uh, uh, do you, so you 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 mentally decide to activate it? Yes. Uh, you feel the entity? Did you sorry? You feel the the bug on your hand start to move its legs around your your hand. And then quickly go up your arm, shoulder, yeah. to the back of your neck. And then you just feel it pierce the back of your neck. Yeah. If, if you guys look at morale, you see the back of her neck is now this small scarab. Uh, you, you can barely notice it's maybe like just an inch uh, tall, but it just seems to dig in there. See, that's why I didn't want to wear it. Doesn't look that comfortable. Is it, is it exactly where Dr. Octopus put the really important controller chip that exactly. definitely will never... Exactly. <laughs> oh, good. Well, I'm glad... Okay, this is going to be great. But unlike Doc Ock, I have long hair. And morale, as soon as it is fully integrated, you don't feel it anymore. It's not its not comfortable or anything. It's like just regular skin. It's fine. You look into, uh, you look in the corner and Varric is desperately looking for some sort of like glove apparatus to make him stronger or, or some like, I don't know, monk stuff. He finds something he thinks, but they're like, he's like, that's a suppository. And he's like, ah, oh, God. It's been used already. Ah! Cohen's like, let me see it. Varric's going to walk out sad face. But, yep, okay, so... If you go you to unlock, you must go towards that door. That is the locking mechanism. You may use this, and he gives you something to help you with the unlocking process. It will keep you stable. Stable? Yes, the winds will rip you apart otherwise. Do we all have to be close to it or touching somebody holding that or what? As you get nearer to the device, it will try to push you away. But, I mean, do we all have to be close together? Like, you just gave us one item. Do we have to be... It, it no, sorry. He's trying to... He's showing you to the locking mechanism. There's another door you guys didn't go into. And yes. that's where the lock is. To right. open the, the shield and the corridor up ahead. Right. Mm-hmm. And you said take this because it'll keep you from the wind. Oh, so it's, it's, it's yeah, sort of like a it's sort of like a armbands, but only for one person. Okay, so only one person can go. Correct. Okay, well let's uh, let's head that way. Is it complicated, or is it just pulling a level lever? It is pulling a lever. I look towards everybody else. I can pull a lever. Yeah, well, it's true. Checks out. I finally got an armband. What does it do? Protects you against wind. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I put the armband on, and I'm heading towards that door. Uh, I'll be right back, and uh, uh, I'm heading through. Okay. You open the door, and I need you to give me an 18 might defense roll. Damn. Okay, so I'm going to spend... Uh, I'm going to spend two points. 
of my effort to make this possible. I rolled a 12, so 18, I spent two points, so that brings it down to 15, to 12! Okay, exactly. As soon as the door opens, uh, you guys, all of you, you're not even close to the door, but you see, you feel like you're in like the outer edges of a hurricane, as the winds yeah. are basically just hit all of you. Varric, you almost topple over as this wind is powerful, and you're just at the outer edges, and you start slowly walking in. As you walk in, you can barely look around, but you see that you're also in a sort of rusted room, and the wind is putting all the dust around you like... Like well, like a dust tornado, but you're able to push yourself forward slowly towards the center. And he's looking in the center. You do see what looks like an analog lever in a, this type of system, which is weird, considering the other lock was basically like some sort of strange black hole device. But whatever. And you go to grasp it, and I need you to give me an intellect defense roll of twelve. That motherfucker's lied to us. Uh, okay, so my intellect defense. I'm going to spend uh, two points of intellect defense, Okay, five points. Mm -hmm. Um, Making it a six. uh, I rolled a uh, 11. As soon as you touch it, it it seems like a bunch of mathematical formula are start entering your mind over and over again, basically trying to shut it down. But you're able to push through it, and you're able to pull that lever from the right to the left. And all you see up ahead is that electronic door just the basically electric shield just dissipates and you can go to the corridor ahead and also the wind around you also dissipates uh Farrick's gonna take a moment to take in a deep breath wipes his face off and he says that so anybody who ever came in here would have just been ripped apart yep is there anybody that's been ripped apart just looking around i'm gonna say yes you look around and you do see what looks like a couple, couple of bodies perhaps uh, but also different species yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna take just I'm going to shout out to the others. Hey, I found some people in here. Dead people. I should I should probably uh, clarify that. Yeah, I'm going to take a look at them. That's peculiar. I don't even know what these species are. I mean, I've only seen a few different kind of, but this thing looks like a some sort of crab creature. This Ooh, thing let me add that. Let me add that. It's okay. Got it. <laughs> I mean, like Cohen is better with biological stuff, right? Yeah, How yeah. are they not obliterated by the, the sands? I mean, sand wears things away. Exactly. Fascinating, huh? Well, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm going to be looking for stuff. Yeah, Cohen's checking out that crab, crab, people, crab, people. Roll a, so D, roll a D3 for me. Uh, a D3? Two. All right, two, uh, two ciphers. Oh, two ciphers. And what do we roll for ciphers? I'll tell you in a second. All right, D20, and then a D100 for me, please. D20... Nine, eleven. Heartlink. Wait, no, 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 no. That's the thing that I think tells us if we die. Yeah, roll it again. So nine and then thirty-two. Inflatable suit. <laughs> yeah, let's find out what that's all about. I love that. I think that's. <laughs> re- I really just wanted to be a big fat man suit. Right? You run around. It's a costume. Causes a number of bags to suddenly inflate all over the user's body. The inflated bag protects from him from damage sustained from impacts, such as one resulting from a fall or a great concussive force. The bag remains inflated for one minute and inflates with a tremendous noise. While the bags are inflated, the difficulty of the user's might rolls and speed rolls is increased by one step. I, well, anything to protect morale from falling, I think. Is... <laughs> <laughs> um, Alright, one more roll. Thanks. So 16 and 37. Photon igniter. Uh, photon igniter. What is that? 
emits a beam at one target within long range. If the beam strikes a target, it changes how the target interacts with light energy for one minute until the effect wears out, wears off. It inflicts damage based on the level of light to which the target is exposed at the start of each round. Inf I think you've used this before. Inflicts uh, light inflicts three points of damage. Dim light inflicts two points of damage, and every and very dim light inflicts one point of damage. Basically, instant vampire. Got it. Mm -hmm. Cool, cool. Um, so every every so basically, if it's in a bright room, every round it would take three damage, whatever you hit it with. So, who wants that and who wants the inflatable suit? I mean, I'll hold on to the inflatable suit. That's hilarious. Uh, I don't know what I'll use it for, but I'll, unless anybody else wants it. I'll take the igniter thing. Yeah, great. Yes. Unless somebody else really, really wants it. I've got a vague idea of how to maybe use it. All right. It's all yours, buddy. Great. And we are going to head off towards the uh, the door with apparently there's a guardian uh, at some point along our way. So that's going to be fun. Uh, you step through the corridor, and as you step through the corridor, it leads off into again the tentacles are there, but like there's they don't have as much energy as before, but they're just whipping around, whipping their hair back and forth. And as you go down the corridor, the door opens, and you see around you a room filled with what seems to be this greenish obs green obsidian glass. Up ahead of you is another. Up ahead of you is what you assume was the door, but it seems to be covered by more of this obsidian glass, but a large chunk of it. You look up above you, and in the ceiling, there seems to be a, some sort of portal. And in the center portal, there seems to be an image of a, this large, colossal tower that's huge. That looks like it's maybe like a like a, two kilometers tall, rising up a, like, a green colossus. And look to your right, and there's also another circular door. Well, we can either go up or we go to the door. I think we should head through the door. You said the green colossus is... It, it looks like it, the portal leads to another dimension or something. In the ceiling. In the ceiling. And that colossus that colossus is the same color as the walls and the ceiling and that large mound up ahead. You think that's probably not supposed to be here and that's somewhat... A lot of the rust is coming from? Not the rust, this obsidian green crystal stuff. So oh. this crystal stuff is coating the door, basically? Like yes. Blocking... All right. There's, yeah. There, yeah. There's. But you said there's another door that's not coming. Yes. I guess that's the one we have to go through. I hopefully. mean, I can take a shot at this though. I'm yeah. gonna try and use. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna try and uh, use cutting light on it. Okay. It yeah. is. It basically uh, you emit a thin beam of energized light. Blah, blah blah. Five points of damage to a foe. Even more effective when used against immobile non-living targets. It slices up to one foot of any material that is level six or less. How much damage does it do again? One foot of any material that is level six or less. Okay. It's not a it's not a damage thing. It's it's a okay. If it's level six glass or lower, I can slice to one foot of it. I totally per understand. Usage. Now ask again. How much damage does it do? Oh, and damage is five. Okay. Oh, you slice into the entity. Aha! It's an the entity. creature. <laughs> it slices down. And as soon as you slice down, you do take off five damage. Congratulations. Sorry, I misunderstood that. I thought there was no damage associated with that ability. Mm -hmm. uh, no, <laughs> mistake. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. it's a creature, if there it, is. It does take damage. So you don't have to roll for it because it was immobile. But as soon as you you, you, you see... It uh, was immobile. <laughs> the past tense worries yeah. me. Uh, as soon as you strike it, you see you see that the that the mound of obsidian glass, green glass, seems to, well, basically shift. Uh, it transforms itself. Uh, it 
it was one tall like stalactite or just I never remember which one is up and down. Tight tight is if it's on those. Yeah. Okay, so okay, then it rises up and it splits and it suddenly you realize it shifts and transforms into this large uh, obsidian glass hand, like ten feet tall, on its five fingers, and it it basically it, it starts moving around with its fingers and roll for initiative. I made the glass angry. I made the glass angry. <laughs> What do I always tell you? You find weird glass, you parlay first. You always parlay first. Um, I got a, a an 11. I got a 15. I got a 15. I got a 3. 3. All right. You see this creature, obviously angry. It's on its, it's on its fingers. And it jumps, goes on its uh, on the stump that's top of its body. Point his fing- one of his fingers at each one of you. I need each of you to dodge a 24. Uh, speed roll? Speed roll. Speed or might, whichever one you want to use. Uh, I will act... I'm going to spend uh, two points of effort. Okay. Oh, God. Seven. Ugh, bad roll. I could have passed that, but I, I got seven. Okay. All right. If I roll another 18, I can do this, because I've spent uh, uh, effort... Ah, 15. So close. Just to know, is, is it uh, basically is this a effectively a use of a power? This is something a countermeasure would effect, is what I'm wondering. Not really. All right, got it. In that case, I'm gonna die. It's uh, <laughs> uh, an 18. God fucking damn it! <laughs> you, what did you need to roll? I think. Okay, so the difficulty was 24, right? Yes. So I lowered it. No, no, an 18. You I think 18. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I thought it was 19. Nice. I did the math wrong. Yeah, I thought it was 19. See, I got a fucked up. Didn't make okay. it. Okay. Right. At the tip of each of these fingers, you see these lo- these uh, balls of, of black energy that pierce out like like spears at each one of you. Morel, Vatican, and Tagos, you take each take a take a spear at a part of your body, and if you feel like just go through you and seem to cut away at your very essence, you each take eight damage. Ah. And uh, Cohen, you barely dodge the attack next to your head. That's not fair. Cohen was the one that hurt you. <laughs> <laughs> Look, as as a fellow occasionally angry piece of glass, <laughs> I, I think we have a connection. We understand each other. Don't forget armor, people. So, mm-hmm. or does does it ignore armor? Uh, no. So we could we could do a recovery roll. The first one is just automatic, right? Yes. You you roll a d6. Yep. Cool. That but I think it takes an action. Oh, uh, what about my cipher? What cipher do you have? Uh, no, I, I have something where I get a free. Um, oh, that was from um, my my fish. Yeah, you, I, ha- from I get the a fish free recovery. You, you get Is a free that... recovery. You can use on yourself or somebody else, with, and that take that doesn't take an action. I remember. Cool. Yeah, fish. This game's fucking wild. <laughs> <laughs> my magical fish. Who's laughing now, people? Yep, still laughing. Yep. So it'll be one d six plus your tier. So I got a four. So eight. I got eight points. Uh, Back into my mind. Awesome. Uh, okay, so morale or Cohen, whoever wants to go for next. Cohen, I'll give it to you. All right. Uh, screw it. This thing is able to perceive us, therefore it should be uh, it should be able to uh, be distracted by uh, my tier one ability. Asks the question. Uh, spend does it have to be intelligent or sentient? In order, it does for... not say. I don't believe it says. Uh, I just want to confirm before. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Good point. I don't believe it's us, but let me pull up the... Can this thing even hear? It, it can perceive us, therefore. Otherwise, it couldn't, it couldn't hit us. So, it can perceive us. Now, can it... Okay, here we go. Wonders. Uh, 
You can pose a question to a creature that can see and understand you. I understand you. Can it understand me? Um, I'm gonna say no. It is not really sentient, it's just an attack thing. Yeah, fair I enough. I mean, also my idea, idea, but... Yeah, no worries. I mean, yeah, it's just anything that can understand me. Like, uh, In that case, I don't have much else I can do, except I guess hit it with my stick, or rather with my light stick. Uh, so, yep, cutting light, I will roll to hit. And this time... What's what's my uh, difficulty for this? 24. Actually, no, wait, no, I forgot. Uh, because it's so big, it's it's gonna it's level seven for hitting, so it's twenty one to hit it. Oh well, that's that's much better. Jeez, God damn it! Nope, that's a twelve. Yeah, but yeah, it it basically just things to definitely surprisingly definitely dodge out of the way. Morale. And with all again all all of that happening, it's like Morale's got nothing that works against glass. She has no powers. I hate to say it, I'm gonna run for the door. <laughs> Billy's laughing at me. It's like, I can do nothing against the glass hand. A crossbow, baby. Yes, my little four-point <laughs> crossbow. How, how much damage do you think this is going to do? Huh? I'll show <laughs> you. Like 20. I'm about to show you. <laughs> uh, Burrell, you go, you, uh, you just go straight towards the door? Yep. Yep, okay. Uh, you door, door, and the door automatically starts to open up, and I'm going to assume you jump through. Yes, Morel does not does not look before she leaps, literally. So just diving through the door. Yeah, you dive into what looks like a pile of wires, and that's what happens to your turn. But as you look around quickly, look around, you see a bunch of wires and what looks like a console in the center. Ooh! But that's your go. Is there a button on the console that I'm going to push? You don't know yet. Okay. <laughs> I think All there right. Is. So Tagos with your three. Oh, sorry, Varric with your eleven. Varric, uh, Varric is going to bring the pain. Uh, he's going to use... So, uh, what do I have to roll to hit this thing? 21. Fuck it. I'm just going to... You know, I am going to roll... I'm going to do crush. I'm, which is... Uh, it's actually going to make it 22 for me to hit it. But uh, go for broke. I'm going to go for it. And I'm going to spend... Uh, I'm going to spend uh, one effort. Okay. Oh, 17. All right. So, that's plus one damage, as I recall. Uh, no, it's plus three damage. No, oh, 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 because 17. of 17, yes. So, so how much is total damage? Uh, 12. 12 damage, very nice. And you do cause it a few cracks, but... My hand hurts Your so Your hand bad. hurts so bad, yep. Alright, top of the round. Uh, annoyed. Can, can I go? Oh, can right, I sorry. Go? Forgot, Tagos. Tagos, what are you going to do? Hide and heal. Yeah, <laughs> and heal. Okay. Uh, it's going to be hi- hard to hide in this room, especially against this creature, because it's basically just surrounding you as just obsidian glass. There's no other real mounds. It's going to be a 21 stealth roll. Okay, not great. Mm. Not awful, mm. but not great. Um, I just love... I look over and Maral runs. I look over and Takos is missing. <laughs> Actually, I'll just heal, because healing's going to take the, the oh, action. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, yeah, I readjust my, <laughs> my dislodged shoulder. Don't worry, people. I got this. I don't need you guys to give me a hand. <laughs> Cutting to the creature. And because of that pun, uh, it basically skitters around and seems to be basically skidding around the room and hits uh, because morale is not there. And actually, no, it can only hit three creatures with this ability. Anyway, Varric, Cohen, and Tagos dodge a 24. As basically, as you see, it literally it comes through all of you like a basically a battery ram hitting you with its fingers. Are we fighting the final boss from Smash? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, 
motherfucker. It's a crazy hand. He's crazy. Yeah, no, I I get swooshed. Mm-hmm. I get you know, what, I'm going to spend uh, I'm going to spend two points okay. for my speed. Okay. Um, so that lowers it down. So I I got a 15. So um, 21, and then down to wait wait 18. starts at 24. Oh, I know, but no, oh, oh, counting down 21. Okay. okay, sorry. And then because I have speed defense, so 21, 18, 15, and 12. So yeah, yeah. I got it. I got you dodged I got it. fingers of death. I'm going to. All right, so it's a 24. I'm trained in agility, dodge, whatever. Um, speed defense. I've got a shield, which also acts as an asset for speed defense. Uh, so that's down to 18. And then I'm going to spend. I'm going to use four effort. Four effort? Yes. But since I've got analytical combat. All of that is going to come from my intellect pool, which has three edge. Okay. So the first step is free. So it goes down to 15, 12, 9, 6. Okay. Yes. Roll it. Don't fuck me. <laughs> Don't fuck me on this one. Eight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cohen. So about that. Um... I mean, I got hit, right? I, I, yeah, I, I, oh, right, you're, you just want to know how, what I rolled, which I said earlier. Yeah. yeah, I got hit hard. Okay, you take eight damage as the finger crushes you to a wall with, like, his, his pointer finger. Yeah, my armor absorbs a whopping one of that. All right, that was fun. All right, so morale or Cohen, who wants to go next? Yeah, Cohen, Cohen uh, is is flung against a, the nearest wall in an anime-esque, you know, crater... Uh, uh, with you know dust going, he <coughs> falls to the ground. Yeah, don't fuck this. Uh, he's going to uh, use uh, one of his abilities to uh, basically he's going to use this reshape ability to just kind of grab the floor and form a wall in front of himself, uh, between himself and this creature, just so he can buy himself some goddamn time to think right now. Okay, what's it? So basically, just forms a wall. This ability? Uh, yeah, uh, a five up to five uh, foot uh, uh, cube of uh, of matter. I just basically just reshape it. If it's something quick like this, it's crude. It's just like you know, like think Full Metal Alchemist. You know, like bring it up from the floor. Uh, if I took time, I could make this fancy. That's not what I'm going for right now. I'm just going for a block of the floor. Just yeah. So you see, uh, the rest of you see is a block of obsidian forms around uh, Cohen morale uh you see and you see uh once you're there you s- sense movement Uh-oh. and as you look at the center you look around and you s- realize the wires are moving around like snakes oh dear but as you look ahead you do see uh that small it's like a the device itself is like a sort of like a pyramid with these numerous sigils all over it and at the top is itself looks like a smaller version of that portal you saw at the ceiling and it seems to be pointing looking at the same place okay do the uh, the the snake uh, wires are they? Do they seem to be hostile? Like, are they going to start attacking me? Uh, you're literally in them, and they're not attacking you currently. Okay, all right. Then I'm actually going to take an act uh, an action to heal. Okay. Because I'm not doing great. I got nine. Very nice. Okay, Varric. I'm sorry. Hey, David, you gave me a ring that called, like, was a time ring. 
I want to know what that. Do you happen to see what that was? What that I does? I remember. I remember what it does. It gives you three extra actions, but every extra action takes speed. Uh, it takes, I think, three points of speed to to use. But yeah, it's basically one-shot celerity. Uh, you know, yeah. As soon as this thing's up to me, uh, uh, Varric reaches into his pocket, and then when he comes out with his fist up, uh, there's that ring just like perfectly aligned, and he squeezes his hand into a fist, and suddenly there's just like it looks like a, a flurry of motion as there's like three Varricks as they rush in to try to take a shot at this thing. So I am going to, I, so I get three, three, attacks. Two, four shots. Yes. First hit, 18. That's plus two damage. So, I, no, I had, to, I, had to, I had to hit a 24? You had to hit a 24. Okay, so before I even start this, uh, the way I do this is... Oh, no, you had to uh, hit, sorry, you had to hit a 21 because it's of its size. Then I got him. Okay. No, I would have gotten him regardless. So, yeah, uh, first one, I hit him. Okay. Uh, so he just takes eight points of damage. Eight points. Second one, again, I... Two! Not even close. Not even close. Not even close. And the last one, and does a seven, 17 hits the next one. So he's taking, on total, 20, uh, 16 points of damage. And, yeah, and I am taking, and I am dropped down to uh, seven points of speed. Oh, wow. That is bad. I mean, I... <laughs> I mean, All right. I would beat the shit out of him. but So you just see kind of a blur as uh, Varric just disappears. And then suddenly Varric's on top of him and there's a giant crack forming where his, like, it looks like you must have hit it three times, but you only saw him, like, not even swing once. Uh, I'm going to say for you guys looking at this action, well, you can't, Cohen, you're in a, you're in a wall. And morale, you're not there. So Tagos, uh, most people hit with that many blows, most of the people that Varric has hit with that many blows are usually dead. You look at this this creature, and it is hurt, but not as badly as you thought it would be. Yeah, no, it's not great. It's not a great situation for all of us. Tagos, your turn. Hey, Dan? Yeah? Can you use the go-away power on this giant monster? I mean, yeah, probably. I, I'm pretty sure I can. I'm not a, I mean, I don't want you to spam mm -hmm. the best power that you've got. I will say this, it will take an action to bring down I that do. wall. First of all, I said I was putting a wall between myself and the thing, not encasing myself. Ah, okay. So, uh, but, uh, yeah, no, the, the wall is just there to, to protect me, you know, because I'm assuming it gets an attack just before my next turn. thought. Okay, okay, all right. So, uh, does, what, what defensive bonus will the wall give you? Does it um, say anything like that? I mean, it's Because a, you're not encasing yourself, you're just... Yeah, I'm just, again, I'm just putting a barrier between okay. myself and this creature. Uh, I mean, it's, uh, what, a level whatever power, so I guess probably a level that wall. Hmm. Right? It's a, Yeah, so this is a level a tier 4 power, so it's a level 4 wall, I guess. So it's essentially a level 4 wall against a level 8 creature. Not much of a defense, but I it's, mean, it's something. It's better so I'll than say, I'll, level yeah, I'll 0 say, air. I'll say, yeah, I'll say it'll give you an asset. There we go. I'll take yeah, an asset. One attack. Yeah. I'll take yeah. whatever I can get, frankly. <laughs> I have no way of defending against uh, this thing. Anyway, so, Tagos. Declaration of Intent. Stealth. 21. This thing is otherwise occupied. Mm -hmm. I will, actually, you know what? I'll say 18 because you could hide behind uh, Cohen's wall. Sounds good to me. Cohen's oh, only has company. <laughs> 16. All right, you're able to... How do you hide behind Cohen's wall? Well, Cohen doesn't know because I'm actually shadowing Cohen. <laughs> <laughs> 
So like he looks around and I'm like standing right behind him. And I'm just trying to make sure nobody sees me. So nobody's like, Tagos, help me, please. Because then I'm mate. And then I can't stab a giant hand thing. Because Monty Cook once did way too much shrooms in the desert <laughs> during Burning Man. And that's the game we're playing, is what's <laughs> happening. All right. Or then. maybe not enough shrooms. And then he did more. And that's where we got the Sun game, mm, yeah. whatever that is. Yeah. Louis the Thirteenth, the Sun King game, okay. I guess. That's it. Okay, you see the entity once again. Uh, go back on its stump. Start raising his fingers, and I need both Varric and uh, Cohen, because someone is stealthed, to roll a 24 for me, please. Actually, 21 for you, uh, Cohen, because you're protected by the wall. Oh, boy. I rolled uh, I rolled an 18. Mm-hmm. Nice. So that makes it. Yeah. Barely, but I make it. Yeah, you barely dodge the blows again. The roll comes out with a 15, which is not nearly enough. Mm-mm. You take eight points of damage as it goes through a hole, makes a hole in your wall and pierces at you. Yeah, I am out of might. Yeah, you are. Uh, negative two might. Mm-hmm. No, you're at... Well, I'm so zero might, but also, like, I think that, that, that does something to me. What's your speed now? Uh, my speed is 12. Mm-hmm. So, my before minus a two. Because it t- you, you, you took out your might, right? And whatever yeah, my might is hit- gone, yeah. So whatever goes past so your might hits your speed goes instead. Into- oh, okay, got it, got it, got it. Got yeah. It. So I, yeah, so two points go to speed, so my speed is about 10. Yes. So I was just looking at some of the other uh, ciphers we could have gotten. Check this out. Um, Fire Breather, Flame Catcher, Flame Hand, Fangs of the Reaver. Those sound, those sound <laughs> great. Just want to. Don't worry, though. I mean, those when this thing kills useful. us, someone in the in the library's <laughs> window, we died. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna be we're gonna be the corpses. The next group of adventurers, fine, and like they were woefully underprepared. <laughs> I got this. I'm not worried. Okay, Morale or Cohen, who wants to go next? Morale, please help us. <laughs> You're our only help. <laughs> I mean, Mor- all Morale's got is a portal. Oh wait, it's a portal. It's a this. it's a small pyramid device with strange sigils on it. At the top is a small looks like a smaller version of the portal that's on the ceiling. I feel like that's important. You get close to it or what? I yeah, I'm gonna get close mm-hmm. to it. She's um, gonna study up. Mm-hmm. Can she can she roll just like Numenera to tell us what this thing does? Yep. Well, I mean, so I, what I can do is uh, I can spend a minute examining a piece of writing in a code. Or language that I do not understand. I can make an intellect roll, difficulty three or higher. On a success, you get the gist of what the writing says. It takes an action to initiate. The only problem with that is to initiate it, it takes a minute. A minute is, what, ten rounds. Okay, so I should not do that. Um, uh, I am uh, going... I also I'll add this, like the, the sim- sigils that seem to be glowing. You might be able to press them, but you're not sure what they would do. All right, so I am getting close to it. Does it do anything when I approach? It does not. Okay, then I am... One thing I want to do is, so how high up is that portal? Like, is it something that I could reach up and reach? Uh, you specifically, no. It's, <laughs> it's, it's like... it's like. <laughs> then I'm going to push a sigil. Like, I, I don't got time for this. I'm going to push a sigil, see what happens. You know what? Give me a tinkering roll. Uh, difficulty 18. I rolled a 16. You press a sigil, and you see that the glow around the... There's a sort of uh, uh, greenish glow that's around that mini portal you see. It turns to a bluish glow. 
You're not exactly sure what that means. Outside, in the other room, you you guys see a, a, you, the light around you sort of changes to a bluish color. You look up and you see that portal, and there's around that portal, it goes from green to blue. And then there's a, basically, you feel a wind pushing you towards that. And you see that the, the creature is sort of like scrambling, scrambling at the wall, like he's being pushed up, but he's fighting it. And I'm going to say that is going to decrease the difficulty of hitting the creature, and it's going to be a des- uh, inability for the entity to hit you guys. Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, Taker's going to yell, We're all whatever you did, do it again! <laughs> all right. Uh, Cohen. Afraid you'd say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Declaration of intent. Bleed. Scream. Yeah, I mean, I, w- I would like for... to cast erase memories of myself over <laughs> the past uh, few rounds. <laughs> Um, so I can just be horribly surprised when I wake up and not knowing why there's a hole in my chest. Um, I'm yeah, I would like to just kind of lay there and bleed for a bit uh, and and use one of my recovery rolls. Uh, that my my one action recovery roll. Okay. Roll a d6. That is a five on the red dice. So five plus four, nine. You heal, heal up nine. Nice. I heal up nine uh, might. Beric. Uh, so how much do I have to do to hit it again? Uh, because of the the wind that seems to be affecting it, it's instead of a 21, it's now an 18 to hit it. Great. I'm going to try to crush it again. Okay. And I'm going to spend uh, speed. I'm going to spend two speed. Okay. Or I'm going to spend two effort. 17. No, you definitely hit. How much damage? Uh, that does 11 points of damage. Ouch. You see more cracks form on its body. All right, Tagos. Uh, stab it. Stab it lots. All right, it's an 18 stab to hit it. it. Cool. That brings it down to a 15, a 12. I am going to spend more intellect to bring it from a 9 to... Yeah, and I'm going to hit it. I hit it. Okay, how much damage do you do? Uh, I do 12 damage. Wow. Anytime I stealth and manage to attack something, then I get all of my backstab bonuses. You cause, Otherwise, I'm doing four damage. You so. guys cause it some extreme damage. You see cracks form all over his body. It, you feel like it's on its last legs, but it's not dead yet. And it is also pissed. It's once again going to try to attack all of you. However, like I said before, it's an inability. So I need all of you to simply dodge a 21. Of course. <laughs> the reasonable number that you just told us got it four 18 because i'm still behind my wall of you <laughs> <laughs> and i'm never leaving I'm never leaving i'm actually like, so renovating the interior <laughs> it's gonna look fantastic let's say 16 yeah nope nope i mean he's behind that well no you're no longer behind the wall you just came to nah, stop yeah. Yeah, yeah, i screwed up yeah. i screwed up yeah you stealthed it you attacked yeah all right so uh, who got hit takes another further eight damage from the crumbling creature, but it's almost down. Uh, all right, so morale or Cohen? Morale was told to do the thing again. She does right. the thing again. Give me another tinkering roll. Eighteen. <laughs> that was that was before I got gored by a giant hand. But you know what? I'm gonna. I made my bed. <laughs> uh, sixteen again, which is what I needed. Okay. Uh, the, it turns to a brighter blue. Uh, you look outside, uh, everyone's outside, sees that there's more of the scrambling, and you see the, the, the hand slowly rise up into the air and hit the side of the portal. And you realize before it might have survived it, but it was already hard, extremely damaged by you guys. It, I'm going to say right now it had four hit points left. 
as it hits the side wall and shatters. And you see these green obsidian shards grow up into the portal, and then the portal closes. Varric is going to just drop down to his knees and roll onto his back and just take a deep breath. His knuckles are blistered and bloodied and covered in shards. His his body is bruised. I, I gave, I, I'm leaving that with uh, six might, four speed, and ten uh, mind. That thing beat the hell out yeah. of me. Yeah. yeah, I got five might, eleven speed, and ten intellect. Like that thing kicked the shit. Like that thing kicked the shit out of us, and then made us do its homework. Yeah. It was. <laughs> Morale just pokes her head back through the door. Y'all okay? You see, like a wall, <laughs> and from behind it, like Cohen kind of peeks and points at the at the. Hey, I did what I set out to do. Look, there's a door. It's 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 currently <laughs> currently exposed. Yeah, they're oh like, look, God. look, door. Oh my God! Found it myself. My door. Was that was that the guardian? You think that was the guardian? Oh, I really hope so because I'll tell you one thing. That was the most painful thing I felt in a long way, and I literally lived another life where I I was crushed to death. And Varric stands up slowly and then just falls back down to the ground. I'm going to spend my time recovering. I'm going to roll for recovery. Yeah, I was gonna say, should we take that that ten minute rest? I'm I'm all about that ten minute rest. Oh uh, yeah, my first rest, uh, I got four, I got eight, and then that that's now I get to do my ten minute rest. Well you can do it anytime, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Varric's just gonna lay there and just, just breathe heavily. And then he's just gonna laugh, because wow, that was that was pretty intense. Hey Cohen, Cohen, if you swallow this thing, will you get its powers? Because I, if that's the case, you can eat this. I'm gonna be okay with that. Uh, I mean, I'm uh, sure. He's a, like, yeah, he he grabs a chunk of crystal and kind of like eyes it. In the meantime, he just kind of like leans tiredly. I'll tell you one thing, though. If it wasn't for this wall here, I'd be dead. Twice over. Uh, Moral, what was in the other room? Uh, there was a pyramid with some glowing sigils, and I, I pushed it. I sit up and I look towards the little pyramid. <laughs> you, uh, so, so like in the foreground... These guys are talking. Cohen's talking about the wall, and then um, uh, Morale says what she did, and then you can see in the fuzzy background, Hitagos uh, is leaning on his <laughs> sonic sword, and he just gives the most like, uh, like satirical giant thumbs up into the air. That's <laughs> <laughs> just like <laughs> like devastation for all bleed. It's like I found a I found a thing. I pushed it. And he's just like thumbs up. And <laughs> There's a door. We should go through the door. Um, yeah, well, we're getting there. We're, de- we're definitely getting there. Yeah, so Cohen, Cohen goes to each of them, kind of like puts a, a, a crystalline hand on their shoulder, and uh, you feel his hand kind of vibrate a little, and the, the vibrations naturally speed your body's own like healing abilities. Like, there you go, it's not quite what it used to be, but it'll yeah. do. I'll take it. Uh, I, I'm a little bit low on mind, but other than else, I'm fully healed, so... Uh, Varric's gonna sit up, rub at his face, and then look towards the door that we were trying to cut open. And it is actually already partially open. Open by shards of obsidian. Uh, if I kick this thing the rest of the way through, you think this thing's gonna break, uh, send another hand? No, I think it sounds like a great idea, though. Yeah, Varric is, is gonna try to break through to the remaining, uh, to get to the door. 
And honestly, easily enough, you do do, you kick it open, in the door crashes in, and you see corridors lined with tentacles, but also just lines of, of walls of obsidian. Let's go deeper, everybody. Yep, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna give uh, Cohen and Morel this. You see, it feels like uh, the obsidian started in that room you guys were in and sort of grew through this corridor. So we could reach the end of it. Yeah, I guess we'll oh. keep going. And we're gonna keep on going. Make sure to bring the pyramid, just in case it's important. Is the pyramid travel size? It is not. Oh, okay. It is it's literally stuck on the, on the floor. Okay, sorry. My bad. Never mind. Now I look stupid. <laughs> rob, rob the pyramid! <laughs> I'm gonna break it open. Alright, uh, you keep you go to, keep going down the corridor, and as you, you see uh, the end of it, and at the end, you look to your left, and you see a very, very short corridor that is, seems to be full of rubble. And it, that, with that rubble, you see what looks like a small line of water going through that through a, a hole in the rubble onto the floor. And on where that water hits, you see what looks like a tiny little robot constantly scrubbing at it. I look at our resident robot speaker. Yeah, every, everybody just turns to look at Murat. Okay, yeah, you look at the robot, and to your right, you see another long corridor full of obsidian that leads further off. I'm guessing that thing is the only reason this place isn't flooded. It's just cleaning it over and over again. I told you this place wasn't as waterproof as they, they wanted it to be. Yeah, I don't want to see what's on the other side of that rubble. Let's go. Let's keep on following the obsidian. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, you it's fine you guys you. keep on following the obsidian. I, I gingerly pass by the other robot because there's still a chance that might be the defender <laughs> or whatever it is. You keep walking down the corridor and eventually the room, uh, the corridor widens a bit and it opens to a large, large, uh, even larger corridor uh, right in front of you at the entrance of this even wider and longer corridor. You see a, a large creature, robotic creature, uh, basically what looks like 12 feet tall numerous arms each one bladed some of them with strange numenera gun-like devices armor encasing all of its body looks like this thing is built only to destroy and it also seems to be completely covered in obsidian inside it now jutting out of its body whatever it once was before is now it's now just a hunk of metal that could be the guardian what makes you say that well <laughs> i snort i snort i give you a snort but then i catch myself and behind that entity, behind that, sorry, behind that former guardian, you see, uh, you see, the, like I said, the corridor, but the floor, most of the floor is empty, except for these, what looks like these, just these small platforms with wide spaces in between them. I'm going to head towards the platforms and look down into the uh, spaces. Darkness. Looks like an abyss. I'm going to take a shin and toss one in there. Uh, you take a shin to toss one in there, and it goes down, and then it floats up to the ceiling, to the walls, it sort of bounces around, and then eventually goes into the abyss. Okay, so what have we learned? That if one of us falls in there, we have a chance of coming back out, being slammed against the wall a few times, and then dying again. So, that says you, I have the fat man suit. <laughs> Is there anything on the platforms? They just seem, no, as far as you can tell, they're just uh, stepping stones. Leading to where? Uh, further off, you see a door. Large circular door. Larger than any of the doors you've seen. It the, it, the total length it looks like uh, 
maybe maybe 120 feet. Okay, we're gonna go up that platform. We're gonna jump it. Mm-hmm. Sounds fun. Yep. All right. Um, I'll go first, and Jesus, I'm gonna use far step to go a uh, hundred feet uh, to the nearest platform. Okay. Give me a athletics roll. Okay. Because as you're jumping, um, the gra- strange gravity starts to affect you. Oh, shoot. Well, then, while that's happening, I'm just going to turn into a laser and go up to 300 feet to the door. You go, you're go. you at the door. No problem. All right. Yeah. I, I, I'll fucking smarmy and, like, I'll take care of it, kids, as David gets to use one of his favorite powers in the world, which is anything that lets him jump far. It starts to go south, panics, turns into a, nor- uh, into a purple laser and goes to the door. And then... <clears throat> <clears throat> it's um, it's an updraft, <clears throat> and I open the door. The door sh- opens, and you see before you, uh, <laughs> you see a lar- a huge, huge room. Uh, most of it empty, also so full of the red dust. None of the, the rest of you see it because you're on the other side of the corridor. Unless you guys want are also jumping through. I'm gonna let uh, David explain what he sees. And and in this large room on the far side, on a throne, sitting down, is a, is a, the, most of the body, it's this large thing, maybe like 20 feet tall, but sitting on a throne. But most of his body seems to be metallic. You at first assume some sort of, maybe a robot, but the top of his head, instead of a head or anything, it's just a globe. And inside the globe, you swear you see what looks like a small city. Oh, yeah, we're supposed to go here, I think. Um, what makes you say that? Uh, there's a... Um, I remember you're yelling this, you're 120 feet away. Mm-hmm. We might... We might have to deal with some more royalty? Um, giant robot on a throne. So maybe less petty than the last one? And I'm gonna look around for a console to make a bridge or something. <laughs> so that we don't we don't have to platform as David and Tagos both mumble like fucking platforming Give me an now. 18 numenera roll. I am too old for this shit. Um, Alright, fun fact. Um, so, I have a ability uh, to assess function and power, but an inability for lore, knowledge, and understanding. 21 So is roll. this... Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Um, yeah, I'll bump this down by two to give me a passing shot on this one. Back to 14. 16! It, ta- it takes you a while. It takes you a long while as you press just random buttons and the rest of you see... I'm, I'm yelling to Maral. <laughs> like, I'm telling her what I'm saying. Like, Maral, there's... A- but there's an orange light. It's got a it's, red. No, it's, it's, it's like uh, tr- talking to a grandparent while trying to help them figure out how to use a computer over the phone. <laughs> now, is the the red? Is it like a brick red or is it like a neon red? No, it's like like a candy red, I guess. Oh, don't touch that one. What? Okay. All right. Yeah, and eventually, uh, the some of the platforms slam against the wall. They go around in a circle. They do a three, couple of three sixties, but eventually, <laughs> <laughs> eventually it forms into some. 
eventually turns into something you guys can step through, step on, and uh, like a, a straight, uh, straight walk. Yeah, and Varric does, and we see the giant robot head city. Another thing, also note uh, two things: the robot itself also looks like the rest of the room, full of rusted red. Parts of it seem to be just rented, rent, not rented, rent, rent. <laughs> yeah, and like also sundered. Yeah, rent and sundered. And also, you look inside this room. Every place else had the tentacles. This place does not. I activate uh, that communicate that little device, and I mm. bring Xiphus here. Yep. Phew. It, it, it arrives, Xiphus, in a, like a flash of light. Ah, you have arrived. Oh. Oh. Oh what? Oh. And he starts to walk forward. Are, are you supposed to do that? Well, we weren't supposed to touch the red candy wire, but we still did, and we are okay. Hmm. It's my <laughs> job to press things that we're not supposed to touch. There is much wear and tear. Excuse me a moment. I will see if he's still... I will see if it is still sapi- still alive. And he it's, presses his hand against it. That's a Latos? Yes. This is one of my masters. It's a rope. Okay. No, I mean, this is check. This checks out. What I mean, a while ago we found cockroach people, so sure... If there was a, a type of people that were not going to have stories or anything like that, a robot people makes sense. Yeah, no, I'm not. Yeah. Huh. Hmm. Robot person with a snow globe head. Yep. Honestly, Tagos just turns to everybody. Honestly, ever since the tavern that had legs, like, I really think that's where, for me... That's where it got super weird. I don't know about the rest of you. I was really late. Yeah, I mean, I pretty much started the game off pretty weird. (laughs) (laughs) We're effectively looking at the camera at this point. It may, in fact, be my description. (laughs) (laughs) And as you're there joking with each other, uh, you see uh, from the... From the from Zophis, some sort of uh, green bright light goes from his hand, goes up the creature, the Latos's legs up to his body, up to the head, and the head glows slightly. And there is a pause for a second. Late uh, Zophis steps away and just looks up. Well, his globe kind of turns up, and then there's a rumble through all through the walls, through the ceiling. It's shaking the dust and the rust. And basically shaking you guys a little bit. And all of you here, I am aware. And he looked, and you see, you don't see it, you don't see the entity move, but you hear it speak, Zophis. What year is this? And you hear the, you see in a numbered language you don't understand Zophis' reply. He's like, hmm. Interesting. Hello? You see the head turn slightly. Cool. This is not. Hi, hi, greetings. Uh, my name is uh, my name is Tagos, and these are my friends and companions. And look, you just woke up from a great nap, and I'm sure that you're still a little groggy, but we are a little pressed for time. You see. As far as we can discern, your people were destroyed by a monster that may still exist. Oh, well. Way to tear off that band-aid. The entity, yes. 
Are you... He looks at all of you. Don't say adventurers. Uh, don't say adventurers. Don't say adventurers. <laughs> no, you're not. No. Adventurers? Ah, oh, it's the adventure mm-hmm. cloud. It's the all along. <laughs> the globe in his head splits open, cloud moves out. <laughs> anyway, that's, that's the end of this game. Yeah. Uh, no, um... I like to think, well, the Adventure Club has a late so they just went insane after his civilization. <laughs> so that'd be a pretty good story. Anyway. Actually, that would be a solid yeah, story. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, he's like, what is your relation to the entity? Enemies? Why? I just look at the the other, uh, let's look at the kids. I look towards Morale. Oh, no, I'll just easily say, it took my brother. I look towards Moral, allowing her to say her thing. It wants to use me. I. Ah, uh, you are one of its pro ciphers, yes, as it calls them. It has tried many times before. Wait, you know what happens when the entity is here? Do not know what it will fully do, but understand it requires entities like you. Attempts to grab entities like you. The process is strange, however. It is all we... We do not understand the entity fully. It is... But you know more than anybody else has ever known in... Ever! We are very cool. That is a word for you. (laughs) Because in my crazy, crazy notes that Dan, bless him, uh, photographed on the back of my sheets, it literally says no one remembers what happens when this entity is around. That is true. It is able to use your corruption against you. But you don't have the corruption. We know we are superior. Fair. What can we do? Like, how can I not be its cipher anymore? How have people beat it in the past? They if have it's... not. Oh, so this is just a recurring theme. It repeats over and over. And if a cipher gets close, a failsafe was created to ensure that the entity did not grab the cipher. And then he, the page sort of shifts towards Cohen. But I feel that is no longer the case, is it? Uh, yeah, oh, that's... right, about that, yeah. No, yeah, I, the emergency uh... button that was Neok. Mm. Yeah, I was I was kind of, uh, you know, I had other things going on. Mm. Anyway, it, it wants to destroy, I, I, look, I keep all my stuff here. Mm. We, as I said, do not fully understand the creature. It uses aspect of your corruption to create things. It's, the corruption, it's part of its rules, of its universe when you say corruption you mean stories yes so our ideas of gods fairies things under the bed that is the most basic way but it goes deeper than that it is concepts of those types of and Imagination. Imagination. Which any sort of curiosity is. If you have no imagination, you cannot be curious about the world. Which is what 
my people are all about. How do we stop this thing? How do you... Okay, you... you... We don't. That's, I, that's what he's saying. Nobody knows how to stop it. But there has to be some sort of idea, some theory that you never tested, some theory that we never got to test, some I mean, I experiments. have many theories about what that, that have never been tested. They do all start with you. With me? Well, I mean, anybody. I mean, it's, it is unethical to test theories on people that don't know that they're being tested on. Okay. okay. But also, I, I don't think they're necessarily Moral, moral. We, we are, I think we're kind of transitioning away from the original argument I'm stating of, or statement I'm, I'm trying to make is, what can we do? And I look towards the, the giant robot. It is theorized that it uses the corruption within you, Cypher. And an aspect of yourself in order to fully integrate with this universe. Once it can, it's the corruption that is the rules of its universe become part of ours and it can begin its devouring. We assume it is devouring. I do not want us to be devoured. Can we block her? Can we block it? Can we become... Oh god, this sounds scary. Is there a way to get rid of the corruption in us? I know the corruption is an imagination. Is there a way to hide it or mask it or make it realize that it's not the imagination it that it wants? It is irrelevant. It is an entity that is essentially ageless. If you disappear, it will wait for the next entity to turn into a cipher. Can we poison it? If it devours then it means it can go hungry. And if it can starve, then it can die. Tagos, I'm going to give you this, because... And actually, Tagos is going to look at... Well, because Tagos looks at uh, Varric when he's like, can we poison it? And that's when it, uh, a spark uh, leap, or, you know, is in Tagos's eyes. He thinks about it. What were you saying? Tagos, a while ago, mm-hmm. you grabbed a book just on a whim from the library. Son of a bitch. <laughs> a book about the hero's journey. Mm-hmm. And suddenly, you know, maybe it's just random thoughts because this is something you just grab on a whim. That is one of the core story types Fucking... of humans, of humanity. Mm-hmm. And this is a creature that lives <laughs> on stories. And then he, the entity, the Latos talked about integrating this universe with the world of whatever this, the strange was what it was called. And he realized something. What is the best way to integrate the two universes? Have one of the core story types, the core stories that's fundamental to human nature, with, combine it with a person that epitomizes the rules of the universe, someone who understands it fully. And then a dark, just a dark feeling, a dark shadow covers your thoughts as you realize. I had this when you said, hey, remember that book about heroes? Yeah. And then you realize everything has been planned from the beginning. Every part, even the parts you thought you were fighting against this entity, maybe was part of the plan. This is all in your head. You haven't said this out loud yet. Mm -hmm. It's using the hero's journey. It's using morale's journey. And if the journey... for For the hero's journey to work... 
it wants morale to succeed. It has... Do you know of any way that this thing ever failed? Failed? We know that many of the ciphers did not survive their trek towards the entity. We know that circumstances happen and it chooses a new entity. And when it, uh, Cypher gets close, we destroy certain portions of civilizations nearby. But beyond that, we don't know of an outright failure. Like I said, we cannot go inside where the entity is. We don't, we are not capable of entering its universe, its dimension. Okay. All right. So where does that leave us? Do we just, what, hide? It'll come back, yeah, but at least it gives people extra time to have families and grow crops and have lives. Do we just face it no matter what? I mean, no matter what we do, it feels like we're just kind of stuck in the same play. And we always say, like, hey, we'll change the script. We'll throw away the play, but it just keeps on feeling like this is exactly what we're doing over and over again. How do you beat something that's... that has a lifetime of experience beyond what you have? Um... Latos. Latos, thank you. Thank you. It's been a hell of a day. This entity... Yes. ...uses imagination to inf to corrupt us. Is it, in turn, influenced by imagination? Theoretically, yes. But again, it is not tied to our universe. So perhaps or perhaps not your corruption would or would not affect it. No, it is tied to our universe. Because that's its foot in the door. Exactly. Our corruption is its tie to the universe. Otherwise, it couldn't get in. So theoretically, it does need to play by rules. Doesn't it just get to change those? I mean, apparently it stopped playing by the rules of uh, these guys enough uh -huh. to destroy them. Either that or it's just playing by its own rules or saying it's from somewhere else. Every place has got a set of rules. We just don't know its yet. So are you saying we have to go to its place to find out its rules? I mean... I think that's the idea. If there's a little bit of it in us, maybe there's a little bit of us in it. Enough to let us in. Take the fight to it. When it gets here, it's too late. I also have a really bad idea. Those are always the best. Tago's turns around to everybody. What if our only best option is to adhere to the script so much that the creature has to adhere to it too? What if we stop trying to outsmart it our way and we insist on this idea, this, this, this holy quest or whatever you want to call it, and we see if that affects the creature. Because we can understand what an imagination is. 
from what I can tell, the Latos and that creature don't understand what that is. Yeah. We play its game. We play by its rules until we're ready to break them. I mean, most likely, at the very least, my brother is wherever it's at. So is Moral's people, so we have to go there anyways, so... Yeah. Yeah. Alright. Last chance. If any of you want to go start a new life, I'd have to take your hand, Cohen, but you too. <sighs> I mean, I've barely had... You know what? No. I'm coming back from this shit. Let's go. Alright. Um... Royal Latos? Yes. How can we get physically closer to this creature? We can transport you there. You are corrupted. You can enter it. We have tried. We tend to explode. Actually, uh, take out a book. A, the digitized book mm -hmm. that I got from the library. Actually, I'm not just corrupted. I am a flips through it. I am uh, a thief, apparently. That's offensive. Um, sticks to shadows. Roguishly handsome. It's great. And this is Varric. He's the fighting man. That's sexist. Uh, oh, fighter. And this is... This is um, Cohen. He's... Uh, our healer technically still, I guess. These are really re just reduced names. And this is uh, Moral, who is... I'm just going to also say our fighter. I don't know. We. She might be the martyr. I don't know if that's in the book, but... It's always in the book when you're talking about heroes. <laughs> All right. I don't like the sound of that one. This thing wants a flexi narrative? Let's give it to it it very well and you see it slowly raise up a hand pieces of rust and pieces of metal falling off and it start the hand starts to glow all of you see a glow encasing all of you and you all disappear in a flash of light hey guys this is dan the aka the bad boy of fandible i'm here to uh ask you guys for money basically we're, we're here uh because we're doing this out of love we're doing this we've got shows if you liked what you just heard we probably have more just like it if you didn't like what we just heard we have way more that's not like it we have so much stuff and we've given it all out to you because we love you we love you we do it out of love but guess what love don't pay the bills if you go to patreon.com slash fandible and you donate a little sum sum for us we might just have a little sum sum for you if you can't that's fine because did i mention we love you and you can go to twitter find fandible there you can go to facebook search for fandible there listen just search for fandible whatever pops up it's probably ours and you should probably subscribe like link share etc do it because we love you <laughs>